immediately afterwards walked in and made it unnecessary. Mr. Knightley, a sensible man, about seven or eight and thirty, was not only a very old and intimate friend of the family, but particularly connected with it as the elder brother of Isabella's husband. He lived about a mile from Highbury, was a frequent visitor, and always welcome. It is very kind of you, Mr. Knightley, to come out at this late hour to call upon us, observed Mr. Woodhouse. You must have found it very damp and dirty. I wish you may not catch cold. Dirty, sir? Look at my shoes, not a speck on them. Well, that is quite surprising, for we have had a vast deal of rain here. It rained dreadfully hard for half an hour while we were at breakfast. I wanted them to put off the wedding. We all behaved charmingly, said Emma, and not a tear, and hardly a long face to be seen. <laughs> no, we all felt that we were going to be only half a mile apart, and were sure of meeting every day. Dear Emma bears everything so well, said her father. But, Mr. Knightley, she is really very sorry to lose poor Miss Taylor, and I am sure she will miss her more than she thinks for. Emma turned away her head, divided between tears and smiles. "'It is impossible that Emma should not miss such a companion,' said Mr. Knightley. "'But she knows how much the marriage is to Miss Taylor's advantage. She knows how very acceptable it must be at Miss Taylor's time of life to be settled in a home of her own, and how important to her to be secure of a comfortable provision.' "'And... You have forgotten one matter of joy to me, said Emma, that I made the match myself. To have it take place and be proved in the right, when so many people said Mr. Weston would never marry again, may comfort me for anything. Mr. Knightley shook his head at her. Her father fondly replied, Ah, my dear, I wish you would not make matches and foretell things, for whatever you say always comes to pass. Pray, do not make any more matches. I promise you to make none for myself, papa, but I must, indeed, for other people. It is the greatest amusement in the world, and after such success, you know. I do not understand what you mean by success, said Mr. Knightley. Success? supposes endeavour. But if, which I rather imagine, your making the match, as you call it, means only your saying to yourself one idle day, I think it would be a very good thing for Miss Taylor if Mr. Weston were to marry her. What are you proud of? You made a lucky guess, and that is all that can be said. If I had not promoted Mr. Weston's visits here, and given many little encouragements and smoothed many little matters, it might not have come to anything. I think you must know Hartfield enough to comprehend that. A straightforward, open-hearted man like Weston, said Mr. Knightley, and a rational, unaffected woman like Miss Taylor may be safely left to manage their own concerns. My dear, pray do not make any more matches, said Mr. Woodhouse. They are silly things, and break up one's family circle grievously. Only one more, Papa. Only for Mr. Elton. <laughs> Poor Mr. Elton. You like Mr. Elton, Papa. I must look about for a wife for him. 
He has been here a whole year and has fitted up his house so comfortably, and it would be a shame to have him single any longer. And I thought, when he was joining their hands today, he looked so very much as if he would like to have the same kind of office done for him. Oh, Mr. Elton is a very pretty young man, to be sure, said her father. But if you want to show him any attention, my dear, ask him to come and dine with us some day. That'll be a much better thing. <laughs> I dare say Mr. Knightley will be so kind as to meet him. With a great deal of pleasure, sir, at any time, said Mr. Knightley, laughing. And I agree with you entirely. Help him to the best of the fish and the chicken, Emma, but leave him to choose his own wife. Depend upon it, a man of six or seven and twenty can take care of himself. Mr. Weston was a native of Highbury.